welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Tyler and Jason of JBGBs. That is John Brown, General and Butchery in Remington. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Thank man. You. So let, let's get in res- respectively between the two of you, because I have two people here. And whenever I have two people, I like to give both of them an opportunity to answer this first question. Describe your work. What are, what are you doing there? Like, I, I know there's some meat that's being cut. I know there's some chefing that's happening, but um, respectfully, uh, respectively, uh, describe what your work is. You go first. Uh, so I'm Jason. I'm the head butcher. Uh, so basically all proteins coming into the house go through me. Uh, and yeah, we bring in whole animals, break them down, put them out for retail. Same with fish. Um, everything's local. Everything is mostly organically grown, but not organically certified. Uh, that way it keeps the cost down for both the farmers and the customers, uh, because organic certification has to be done each year. And it's just a cost that gets passed on to the consumer. Understood. Yeah. Uh, and I do most of the cooking, man. I run the restaurant side of things, the lunch side of things. So once the proteins get broken down, it's kind of becomes my responsibility. And I also, uh, kind of label myself as the, uh, veritable trash can at the butcher shop in a way of trying to just utilize whatever stuff that they need to get rid of. That's kind of what the restaurant was always supposed to be for us was to let the butcher shop sell the cuts to the people that they have access directly to the farm. And then the restaurant is there to shoulder the burden of helping to get rid of the things that people just don't know how to use yet and show them the opportunity of what to use with it and where to go. So like the restaurant side of things helps out with that a lot. Cause there's always an outlet to get rid of whatever needs to get cut. I definitely like, like the setup. It, like I'm one of those people that I'm not a food blogger. I'm not a foodie. I'm not, a, well, I am a foodie, but not a food blogger per se. And whenever there's a, a new place that's popping up, especially in our area, like we're on 22nd. So we're not far from you guys. And it's like, Oh, when is that place opening? Cause we used to do the pickup for like black sauce in the back. And it's like, what, what's, what's oh, happening right here. And you know, my next question has to do with another place that may have been there in a, once upon a time. Um, so you touched on earlier, like the, um, JC, you touched on earlier, the, the, the whole animal butchery like component there. And obviously there was a previous place that had a very similar kind of, uh, business plan or what have you, or what they were working within on the surface. So what yes. was the thinking in, in, in opening up over there in that same spot where like parts and labor kind of closed down and, and failed, I guess. I mean, without speaking to like their business model and how they did things. The the one thing we tried to do from the jump was make sure that we weren't taking sort of the premium cuts and pushing them directly into the restaurant so that, and that's kind of what Tyler was touching on as well. When he was saying, you know, calling himself the garbage can, (laughs) uh, what we're trying to do is make sure that the community has access to the cuts of meat that they want and we can't have them in both the butcher shop and in the restaurant because we are a whole animal. There just isn't enough to go around. Uh, so we, that's one way we're different. I know that the previous tenant had, a, had things like steaks on the menu and steak by the ounce. Steak by the ounce. Yeah, actually. Oh, wow. You would order a steak for the butcher shop. They bring it over to the restaurant and cook it for you. And that's something that we said that we weren't going to do. We didn't want to have steaks on the menu because it, 
it becomes a demand in the restaurant and then the restaurant takes everything and the customer doesn't get the steaks that they want. They don't get to come into the butcher shop and shop at a butcher shop. They get to shop at a restaurant surplus store. Yeah. And that's not what it is. It's a butcher shop. It's a whole animal shop. They use the whole thing. We utilize the things that, you know, that's the other side of that. So like we don't have steak on the menu for that exact reason. And we won't put it on there. It's just one of those things that we just won't do. So, I mean, I, you know, hard to speak on their business model, but you know, it's cause I know the guys that work there really hard and George Marsh was there for a while. I mean, he is killing it at his spot and yeah. he is a very talented guy. So it's, I guess it's just a difference of difference of things. I suppose. I don't really know. No. Yeah. That's that, cause I never had the opportunity to, to go there. I'm just looking at literally like on the surface. It's like, okay, why didn't us a place like succeed there? And it's like, Oh, aren't you guys still, Oh, okay, cool. And then, like I said, you know, I've been there probably six times, like a madman. Cause I recorded a comedy club on Friday. So it's like, I've been drinking. I need a burger. Oh, pizza. Let's do that. Um, so <laughs> actually touch, touch on that when it, um, um, Tyler, when it comes to like the, the menu, you, you mentioned like kind of what your role is the, that kind of garbage disposal situation. Um, so, so speak on that. Like I was, you know, initially in, in looking at the, I guess the website and looking at the IG, I'm like, all right, we may have sandwiches. How are we going to have this meat situation? And then I just see pizzas flying out. I'm like, what, what is that? And the pizza is, is great. I actually talked to, um, to Sean the last time I was there, I did this art talk, had a pizza afterwards. And he's like, Oh, we can do different things with it too. So speak on having like pizzas on the menu too. Um, I mean, yeah, man. So like, I'll say that, uh, pizza is probably my fault a little bit when it comes to that. Uh, me and my partner, Robert, uh, we're talking about kind of going into some new spaces and everything originally. And pizza has always been kind of a dream of mine. And then when this space kind of opened up, he looked at me and he's like, well, why not pizza? And I said, why not? I mean, good pizza in Baltimore is really hard to find. There's a couple holes in the wall. There's a couple really good spots, but outside of that, like it's difficult and they're few and far between. Um, and I feel like in, especially in this community, it's kind of underserved in terms of like accessible food and, and, you know, good lunch and, you know, easy, to, easy to eat food. And that's something that's tasty. And right there, like there's no real lunch options around here mm -hmm. to get, you know, we're kind of the only ones in the area outside of that. And then when it comes to dinner too, they're, they're few and far between when it comes to stuff like that. So like, there's not a good pizza spot around here that I know of. Um, I mean, there's a few, I'll say that, let me say that uh, there's definitely a few around here, but like, we just wanted to be something for the community that was always what the original store was, was a community spot. And we wanted this thing to be the same thing. So I wanted to build something that like you come in, drop a dime if you wanted to get drinks, get food, feel like you're really out for something special or come in, get a pie and a beer and walk out for an affordable price. And kind of like jumping off of that. One of the things that, because like I said, foodie, but not, I'm an unofficial food. I just call it that. Uh, one of the things that I, I have trouble finding sometimes is kind of this, that same notion around like, eh, maybe you can find good pizza. I'm kind of feeling that way about dessert. And, you know, we have this debate around the household about who has really good dessert. And I was like, no, nah, our guys do. You know, that's what you guys are called now. You are guys. I was like, they do. And we go up there and we get a couple of things. And she's like, all right, this is good. This is good. They're still, you know, under probation right now, but this is good. So talk about that, like had it, having or, or committing to adding like really good desserts to the menu and having that kind of seasonal flair. Cause I, I know it's, um, I remember I spoke to someone about who's doing the desserts there, but adding them to the menu, speak on that a bit. Uh, Becca's our pastry chef, uh, Becca Carton. She is wildly talented. Um, and, a lot of that comes with just like letting her have free reign of it a little bit. And there's been, um, 
so I don't want to say like growing pains, but there's been some exploratory phases of it of trying to figure out like what we can get away with, what we can't, and like what pastry offerings get offered in the butcher shop versus in the restaurant, kind of just like her filling out that role a little bit and 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 where to go. So like we've given her full reign of the menu when it comes to desserts. I don't really try to intercede too much. She asked me my opinion on a couple of things. That's really it. And like, um, she's just a really creative person. We're working as well as we can with the seasons. We work with a lot of local farms. Um, and a lot of our, what we're doing is dictated by that. She has a good relationship with like moon Valley farm. Moon Valley farm is going to have pawpaws this year, which is like usually a forage ingredient, something hard to find. And so she's like, Paul Paul's tastes like a banana and a mango. So why not make it a banana pudding? And I'm, and I'm like, that's fine with me. So long as we use like the chestnut cookies or the vanilla wafers. And she's like, I'll make my own vanilla wafers. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's really hard for me to look at that every night and not eat it. And I feel like it's the same way for a lot of people. They see it and they go like, I want a banana pudding for dessert. And like, we wanted to aim for things that were, I feel like a little underserved in terms of like, you know, we have a buttermilk pie on the menu going somewhere and getting a good classic slice of pie is possible. No one does pie anymore. They either feel like it's too outdated or they just don't want to do it. Right. But like a really good slice of pie is one of those things. Like at the end of a holiday meal, you're like, yo, that was the best thing for the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I want people to eat our pie and then go home and I eat pie at the holidays and feel like I don't like it anymore. I want that one. <laughs> So like, yeah, absolutely. This is what we're going for. We're going to ruin people's holidays. You're, you're setting a bar there. And now I, I want banana or pawpaw pudding. Uh, like I've, you have to, it is, it's not fair because it's so seasonal and it is not fair how good it is. Noted. See, I, and luckily I did my gym today. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to get something. Uh, so, so, so Jason, I, I want to ask you on this, uh, from a, I guess cuts, but, um, what are some of those lesser known cuts that you really kind of put out there for someone who wants to like, just get into like a high, like different proteins. Like you have your New York strips, you have, I guess, flank steaks and so on. But what are those kind of like lesser known cuts that you're like, no, this is, this is going to be less than let's say a filet or what have you. Yeah. So that that's my wheelhouse. Um, I've, I've been, I started doing this about 10 years ago. And I've done nothing but whole animal butchery that entire time. And so getting into those cuts is what I truly enjoy. Uh, so getting in, getting in to the case, things like baseball steaks, chuck eye steaks, uh, petite tenders there, there's more than I can even probably name in the entirety of the, of the, of the podcast. Um, but those are the cornerstone uh, of what we do. Mm-hmm. Those are the stakes that when people aren't sure they want to invest the money in like a dry age cut, I can always turn them on to one of our more affordable cuts. And once they try it and see the taste difference between that and what they can get at a grocery store, making that secondary jump to a dry age ribeye or something like that, it's not something you're going to eat every day, but knowing the quality you're willing to shell out every now and again to get that truly amazing piece. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, like, like I said, you know, and I did that, that, that trip with my dad. One, we were finding stuff like that was there in the window that we're not seeing, you know, regularly. And I, like I said, I, I smoked um, two of the uh, petite tenders, like coffee rubs, smoked it in the Traeger. And I had him come over. He thought it was me. Both of them had him come over there. And he's like, 
a goddamn good cut of meat. And I was like, it is. And he, he's like, you smoke that really well. I was like, oh, I, I do these things. And we had that that nice exchange. And he's like, yeah, so when are we going back? Because I'm going to need more of the uh, the pork belly. And that was kind of the energy around it. It's now one of those kind of, as my girl would put it, that's a dude bonding moment. She was like, that's what, what this place <laughs> is. Um, so being located in, in an area that's near a college, maybe, maybe two, I think, uh, Towson's a little further up, but it's still, you know, that traffic and a little North of some other colleges, um, university of Baltimore and really near Hopkins. And, you know, there's a popular bar over there venue and it's slightly North of the cultural district. How's the response been since you guys opened? It seems to be pretty well so far. Um, we've had a lot of people come in and uh, a lot of people that keep coming back. We have a lot of regulars now that we've seen multiple times, even multiple times a week that <laughs> seem to be really excited that we're there and kind of see something, something in the space and a permanent thing. I know like um, when we were opening, I thought it was really funny because like when we made a post about us taking over the building, one of the first comments on the post was like, where's black sauce going to go? <laughs> and I'm like, I believe Damien's got his own spot. We're not taking it from him. I promise you this is amicable. We didn't steal nothing. Like Damien's <laughs> got his own thing and I will promote that man the day I die. Cause his barbecue is so good. Yes. But like, yeah. And so like the community was really, really for like having something there and they wanted to make sure that there wasn't just someone kicking out somebody else. And like, now that we're in and we, we've had our feet wet for a few months, we've seen a lot of regulars. They've been really happy about it. I've seen a lot of familiar faces at the butcher shop as well. Um, I've seen people come in two to three times a week to the restaurant and just kind of sit down at the bar, grab a beer, grab a burger, grab a pizza and things like that. And just kind of hang out. Now it's getting a little colder. I think fire pit's going to start drawing some people and everything. So, um, I hope the community response has been pretty good. It seems pretty good. Uh, you know, but it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I think with, you know, just from my vantage point, seeing, cause it's, it's interesting, like opening up on kind of during the pandemic, you know, obviously, but like when things get back to where they were to like certain things being open, open, like there's, there's a theater over there, all of these different things that you potentially have foot traffic and having a place that's right there in like in the neighborhood, it's like, look, I need something to soak this alcohol up. I need to add more alcohol. Like, what are we doing? And I need something that like is great. Like when we went there, you know, um, for the whole family thing, you know, we, we had a, we had a great time and we were just like remarking about the menu, remarking about the, uh, the, the booze that was on there, you know, Sean's uh, whole setup. And I was like, Oh, they're wrestling references on here. I need to meet this guy. And, um, just, you know, I like, whenever I have the opportunity to talk someone, talk to someone about it, I gas the place up. I'm like, this place is a shit. Don't forget it. Don't forget about it. You know? Um, totally. Um, so let's see, this is a weird question, but professionally or otherwise, What's your motto? What what do you abide by? I'll let you take that one first. Uh, for me, I, I just I'm completely genuine. I I I say what I mean. I do what I do what I say. I I'm like one of the things that's was a super passion project for me was the fish counter. Mm-hmm. Like I lived here a little over a decade ago, and since then I've I've left. My wife and I lived. Up in Massachusetts, we lived in San Francisco. I brought, I ran a shop in San Francisco, and there was always good seafood everywhere. Yeah. And when I moved back here and realized that I can get Chesapeake seafood in San Francisco, but you couldn't buy retail seafood anywhere. You couldn't buy Chesapeake seafood retail anywhere in the city that I could find. Right. 
Uh, so that was huge for me. And one of the other things that I'm passionate about is I'm trying to get us uh, certified for EBT because yeah. that we've, I, I grew up poor. Yeah. And so like for me being in this business, I don't want to serve just the people that feel they can afford it. I want to serve everyone. That's, that's, that's great. I think like, it's it, sometimes it presents like a barrier to entry or what have you. It's like, Oh, well, I'm not going to be able to try this out if I can't, if I don't have, feel like I have the means to really do it. And you know, like the stuff that I got, like going back to the petite tenders, it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This was, I got like a pound and this was like 12 bucks or what have you. And I was like, I could eat these two sticks for the rest of the week. And I was like, that's just what that setup is. But you know, some people aren't going to go in there and drop a certain dollar amount or because they don't feel like they have it or you have to make choices. So I definitely get yeah. where you're coming from with that. So Tyler, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> what is your, what is your I, motto as a professional here or, or, as, or as a person that's like, look, I ain't, I'm not with the bullshit. That could be your motto. That's my motto. Uh, I mean, I'm not, man. I, um, most people I think would say I'm pretty, pretty straightforward person. You kind of know where I'm sitting at any moment in time. I don't like the, I don't like the sugar, sugarcoat things. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, like my thing is like, you know, early on in my career, I always wanted to work in like, you know, those Michelin star restaurants and do the Michelin star food, and like be really up there and be uppity about my shit. And then I realized later on that, like, I don't want to be that place. I want to be the spot where like when people come in, I can recognize them. I can see them. We can have that conversation and they come multiple times a week. You know, at the other location, uh, when I kind of took over the lunch program, I started seeing people more often. And like, we had a group of guys come in. I won't lie to you probably kept the lights on more often than not. Um, you know, and they came in every Friday religiously for that kind of stuff, man. And that's what I wanted. That's when I figured out that's what I wanted to do. Like my motto is more like, I want to be the spot where people come, you know, multiple times a week, bring their kids, get whatever the, whatever the hell they're looking for that night. You know what I mean? Whether it's pizza, whether it's beer, whether it's groceries, whether it's this, I just want to be that one stop shop for them yeah. to kind of do it. So professionally, like my motto now is to try to build models like this out there. I want that kind of to be our thing. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be something where I can recognize people and see them and, and, and they can feel welcome that way. You know, whenever food was on the table growing up, there was no fighting. So I like to have food on the table. Cause that was mom's rule. Like if there's food there, you weren't allowed to scrap with nobody. You weren't allowed to have beef with nobody. Like, and if you started some shit, my mom would come down and she's about five, three. <laughs> yeah. Um, no holds bar. So like, I like to have that same mentality, man. I want to have like food on the table. No bullshit. Just, you know, let it go that way. I dig it. So I got two more questions here. Cause I know both of you are busy, like, uh, Jason slaughtering animals. And, <laughs> um, so aside from your work, what are your creative interests outside of just like, just running a really dope spot? What are your, what are your interests outside of your, your normal day to day? The majority of my college training was as a sculptor. Um, so I still like to play around with that. I like building things. Uh, I like fixing things, making things. Um, and outside, besides that, I, I like being outside, whatever, whatever's going on. I, I enjoy the outdoors. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, for me, man, I, uh, I mean, I'm not the only one in the room. I, I have two daughters at home. Jason has one. So like anytime I'm not in this building, my time is demanded and demanded in full. <laughs> um, you are not allowed to be doing the things you want to do. You got to do daughter stuff. So, you know, I hang out with them. Like we go, go to the park, man, go out to like a nature center that's by my house and like run around up and down there. We take the dogs out to the park. Uh, they just went to like a carnival this past weekend, got a lizard. 
So now I'm a lizard caretaker as well. So that's fun. Um, I mean like that, that's where I draw a lot of my creativity, man, just hanging out with them. Cause they just like, they just see things so differently than we do. Cause like, you know, we're just, we're aged, you know, jagged, we're, you know, jaded by the world around us and they don't wow. see that. They don't know that yet. Right. So like everything is just this exaggeration for them. And like last night, my daughter or yesterday she went to school and they said, you know, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? She drew this like really green and purple pizza for her picture and tried to spell pizza with P a three and two M's. Um, and like stuff like that. I just like, that's where I kind of draw a lot of my inspirations. It's just, you know, it's, it's just really driving for stuff like that, man. So you've, you've now, um, become also a lizard daddy. So I dig it. Yeah. Lizard daddy. I got three dogs. I got two kids, man. I got, I got a full house. I mean, all I have time to do is podcast because I have nothing other than a girlfriend. And that's about it. It's like no kids, a household, maybe a cat. I mean, him on bad terms. It's weird. Uh, it's it's political. Um, so this is this is a, a morbid question. And this will be the one that I'll wrap up on. What would be your last meal? Yeah, yeah. So when I just snuck in there a moment ago, yeah. Feel free, to take um, your time. <laughs> what's the crime though what did i do uh see in the future insider trading right leads to no <laughs> insider trading okay 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 i don't want to go too dark because i can go dark i'm gonna i'm gonna be completely i'm gonna pull the whole chef game plan okay i'm just gonna say a perfectly roasted chicken okay like Roasted vegetables, potatoes, the whole nine. That sounds I'm good. Really nasty cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, oh, yeah, real nasty cheesesteak, the whole nine. As many toppings on there as you can physically fit. Yeah. Make it get gross. I like that. I... But you don't have to, because you're not going to feel it the next day. You know what I mean? Like if it's your last meal, then tomorrow doesn't count. I don't have to worry about what it does. I like that. That's, that's actually very similar to my answer. It's like, look, how, how, can, how many beans can we get into this dish? Like, like I, because <laughs> tomorrow's not coming. So like, let it happen. It's just like Supreme nachos, seven layer dip, guacamole. Let's get it. Sour cream. Let's go. And right. if it can be flambéed somehow. I don't know how that works, but let's configure it. Let's make it work. Right. And whoever's going to toast you is going to have to deal with the aftermath. So good on that. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like I'm some type of human Twinkie. Uh, right. So with that, um, I'm done with my questions. I'd like to offer up the opportunity for um, my guests to really shout out whatever they want to shout out. Um, shout out your, shout out the location, shout out your, your IG or whatever you want to shout out. The floor is now both of yours. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd say if you want to follow us on our socials, man, we have a guy running on me. He does a really good job. It kind of gives you a, a good glimpse of what we're doing. Anything we're doing at the moment is going to be run through his Instagrams. So like at JBGB Remington is what we're doing. And at JBGB, uh, at JBG Butchery is the other one. So uh, if you follow us on there, man, you can get a good look at whatever we're doing at the time, whether it's specials, whether it's fun stuff, you know, any events going on, feel free to come check us out, man. we got a beautiful fire pit outside. And I know like right now it's kind of leery times and everything going on, especially with the, uh, resurgence of of covid in different ways and just you know people's uncertainty the whole thing we have plenty of outdoor spots so like you know we're doing everything the best we can to try to make people feel as comfortable as possible that's that's wonderful uh so jason tyler thank you both uh for coming on to this podcast you're, you're off the hot seat um so you know we got that done so yeah thank you so much and um Thanks, for uh jason and tyler from jbgb remington i will say um there's great food in and around baltimore you just gotta look for it.